Hello friends and welcome back to Hope is a Prayer Way. I am your host, Pastor JJ. And before we descend on our Bible study today, I would like to remind you that all of my Bible studies are free for you to download and copy. And all of my Bible studies come with no strings attached. There's no registration required. There's no email required, no subscription or a thumbs up. And you will never have to pay a penny to be able to copy and download any of my Bible studies. That price, my friends, was paid by our Lord Jesus Christ for you and for me. My only goal with this podcast and with the website is to hopefully connect you with Christ Jesus. We do have a voluntary contact form if you would like to receive my latest Bible study before it gets posted to our website but it's 100% voluntary. Should you want to uh, take a look at my website and see the Bible studies that I have on it, uh, it's www.hopeisaprayerway.com www.hopeisaprayerway.com Now, let's get into the Word of God. And in today's Bible study, we are going to be doing an exegesis on who is King Melchizedek. Who is King Melchizedek? And our study, we're going to study uh, the book of Genesis today, mainly. And it's going to be Genesis 14 and verses 18 through 20 out of the NIV. And starting at verse 18. Then Melchizedek king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God most high. And he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. And praise be to God most high, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. So this is the first time in the Bible that we see where the tithing is being given. Now, as we go along, I would want you to keep in the back of your mind. Now, why would Abram give tithes of everything he had to Melchizedek? Now, the circa around this uh around this uh, event was approximately 2144 BC. And let us begin examining and learning a little bit more about Melchizedek. So let us begin to examine his name and what his name means in the Hebrew. Now Melchizedek means king of righteousness, king of Salem, and priest of the Most High God who met Abram and the valley of Shaveh, which is the king's valley, brought out bread and wine, blessed him, and he received tithes from Abram. Again, why would Abram tithe to Melchizedek of everything Abram owned? Abram owned. Now three men visit Abraham. In Genesis 18, verses 1 through 5, starting at verse 18. 
The Lord appeared to Abraham. Now he's Abraham. He was an Abram. Near the large trees of Mamre. Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent. It was the hottest time of the day. Now Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. So he quickly left the entrance to his tent to greet them. He bowed low to the ground. And he said, My Lord, if you are pleased with me, don't pass me by. Let me get you some water. Then all of you can wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat to give you strength. Then you can go on your way. I want to do this for you now that you have come to me. All right, they answered, do as you say. Now let us look at Psalms 110, verse 4 of the NIV. And it says, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now what is the order of Melchizedek? Well, you see, it, it it's explained to be a manner, a likeness, an official dignity, and a king and priest. Now, what was the relationship between Melchizedek and Christ? As type and anti-type is made in the epistles to the Hebrews, consist in the following particulars. Number one, each of them was a priest. Number two, not of the Levitical tribe. Number three, they were superior to Abraham. Remember that Abraham ties to, to Melchizedek. Both of them, whose beginnings and endings are unknown. The Bible doesn't tell us where God began, where Melchizedek began, and where they end. Now, who who is not only a priest, but also a king of righteousness and peace. Isn't that Jesus? A fruitful source of discussion has been found in the sight of Salem. Now, in Hebrews 5, 5 through 6, verses 9 and 10, out of the New King James Version, Hebrews says that he is a priest forever. And starting at verse 5, so also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest. But it was he who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Verse 6. As he also says in another place, You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all obey him. Verse 10, called God as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Let us go please to Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 20. And we're going to be looking at it out of the New King James Version. Where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, 
having become high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, who is the king of righteousness? And we can look at it in Hebrews chapter 7, verse, verse 1 through 4. Also verses 8 through 10, verse 15 and verse 17 of the New King James Version. Chapter 7, uh, verse 7, I'm sorry. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, verse 2, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness, and then also king of Salem, meaning, meaning king of peace in the Hebrew. Number three, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, remains a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was, to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of all his, of all his spoils. Here mortal men receive tithes, but there he receives them, of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Even Levi, who received tithes, paid tithes through Abraham, so to speak. For he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. And it is yet far more evident if, in the likeness of Melchizedek, there arises another priest. For he testifies, You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Now what is the greatness of this new priest? And in verse 20, and it says, And inasmuch as he was not made priest without an oath, Verse 21, for they have become priests without an oath, but he with an oath by him who said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Let us examine some similarities between Melchizedek and Jesus. So we find that Melchizedek and Jesus are both kings. Melchizedek and Jesus are both priests of the Most High God. Melchizedek and Jesus are both blessed people. Melchizedek is the first to receive tithes in the Bible. Now think about this for a minute. Hold on. How could it be that Melchizedek and not Jesus is the first to receive tithes in the Bible. Now remember, Abram knew God because he had met him. So why would he tithe to Melchizedek if Melchizedek wasn't God? 
Let's say that again. So Melchizedek is the first to receive Bibles or tithes in the Bible. And Abram, who knew God because he had met him. So why would he tie to Melchizedek if he wasn't God? Now, neither Melchizedek nor Jesus were not of the Levitical tribe. Melchizedek and Jesus were both superior to Abram. Melchizedek and Jesus, whose beginnings and endings are unknown. Melchizedek and Jesus are both not only a priest, but also a king of righteousness and peace. Melchizedek was the forerunner, has entered for us, even Jesus having become the high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Now let us see what Hebrews 6.20 in the NIV says. Where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf, he has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So friends, now you know. When the Bible speaks of Melchizedek, the Bible is speaking of Jesus. Now friend, I don't know. If you have a relationship with Jesus. But if Jesus is talking you to, talking to your heart today. Today's your day. I want you to know that. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you have been told. God loves you. And God's name is Jesus. And he wants to have fellowship with you. Every day he reaches, he extends his arm out to you and he reaches for you. And he's waiting for you to reach back. Don't be afraid, friend. He's not going to condemn you. He wants to set you free of all your sins. And if this day you're holding anything against the Lord. And sometimes I know that there's a lot of parents that have lost kids and they've been praying and they hold a grudge against the Lord. Let me touch on that a little bit. Friends, why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't the Lord allow your child to survive? After years of studying the Bible, and I'm just a student, I'm, I'm a nobody. After years and years, and I went through Bible college and seminary. And I talked to God every day. And this question really burned at my heart. And I said, why, Lord? Why would you let this happen? They're praying to you. They're asking you for something. That's valuable, which is their children. Lord, why would you let them die? And it is my belief that the reason why, Je why Jesus would call a child home who's in bad shape 
is because of his mercy. He's giving your child immediate relief. For that child's going to go straight to heaven. Where he's going to never be sick again. Where he's never going to hurt. Also the Lord is starting to bring healing into your life. And it takes a while. Yes, it takes a while. But draw strength. Draw joy. That your son or daughter is not in a hospital bed in pain. They are with the Lord. And friends, you too can be with the Lord and reunite with them. But that decision is yours. The Lord does not force you to love him. The Lord does not force you to accept him. It's a voluntary decision. And if you are listening to me and you are in jail or wherever you are in life, God knows where you're at. And he wants to come into your life. And he wants to make you new. I'm going to lead you in prayer. And if today is your day to accept Christ, please follow me in this prayer. Lord Jesus, I ask for forgiveness of all of my sins. I ask you, Lord, please come into my life. Please become my Lord and Savior, Father. From this day forward, walk with me. Talk to me. Protect me, Lord. Thank you for your sacrifice on Calvary that you made for me. And I accept it, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. And friends, if you said that prayer, I do believe you are born again. I encourage you to find a good Bible preaching and teaching church. Keep growing in Christ. Spread the good news. Go to places where you know that they need God and spread the gospel. And I hope you win many, many souls for his kingdom. I always close out every podcast in honor of a late pastor who had one of the best phrases I've ever heard. And his name was the Reverend John H. Osteen. And my wife and I would look at his uh, TV sermons every Sunday night. And he would always close with this. Friends, keep Jesus first place in your life. And he will take you places that you've never dreamed of. Wow. Friends, I thank you for your time and the privilege of being able to share Christ with you. And I will look forward to talking with you tomorrow. Our podcast is broadcasted at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I thank you.